0: Hi there, beautiful souls. Welcome to the Soulful Podcast. My name is Angelica, and I'll be guiding our mini podcast for today. Soulful was created by two like minded friends from our founder, Rachel, and myself, and we found each other through yoga and Ayurveda. What we do is we create health and wellness content that is relevant to today's culture through mediums such as podcasts, live workshops, retreats, and social media outlets. What this podcast is specifically going to be about is educating wellness seekers on their unique nature and how to obtain optimal health through the science of Ayurveda. On our agenda for today, we will be defining what is Ayurveda, what are the doshas, applications of the doshas, what foods are best for our doshas, and then we will have some questions and answers that we've been receiving from our Instagram handle. So let's get started. What is Ayurveda? Ayurveda is defined as the science or knowledge of life. It comes from the root word ayas, meaning life, and veda, meaning knowledge. It was created over 5,000 years ago to lead mankind towards optimal health. Basically, we can find balance in our bodies, minds, and spirits by connecting with nature. And so the first step in understanding this is understanding the true nature of ourselves. In order to understand what our true nature is, we have to define doshas. Now, doshas are derived from the five elements. And in Ayurveda, those five elements are earth, water, fire, air, and ether. The science states that all humans have a unique combination of all five of these elements. And this is where the doshas come into play. The doshas are two elements combined to better understand our physical structures, personalities, physiological functions, daily habits, everything. So what are the doshas? Well, earth plus water equals kappa. Kappa water plus fire equals pitta, and air and ether equals vata. So what is the importance of calling someone a pitta, a kappa, or a vata? Just by understanding how the doshas work, we can understand when our bodies are in balance and when they are not. Let's take some examples of each of these doshas. Vatas. We'll take my friend Betsy for example. So Betsy is a fashion designer. She loves creating clothing lines and coming up with new ideas. She also is a little bit of a dreamer, so you'll often find that her head is often in the clouds. And this makes sense because vatas are made up of air and ether, and they take on the qualities of being light, unstable, and a little bit cold. So what does this mean in their physical body? Well, they're going to tend to have more slight frames, long limbs, and thin appearances. Personality. They'll be really bubbly and enthusiastic and creative. Sometimes when they're out of balance, they can be a bit indecisive, a little bit forgetful, and maybe their heads are a little too much in the clouds. As far as their physiological functions go, they can tend to be more bloated, can have gas, and have less bowel movements due to the dry nature or their digestive tract. Let's take an example of a pitta. We'll take my friend Bobby here. So Bobby is a pitta to a t. He's a bit of a workaholic. He sees a goal whenever he goes into work and he has to finish all of his tasks, even if that means he's staying at the office way later than he anticipated to, but just to get the job done. His physical structure will look very muscular. He's able to put on muscle very easily due to the fire element that he has. As far as his personality, he's goal-oriented, driven, maybe a little bit competitive at times. And for his physiological functions, he has a really strong appetite. Now, when out of balance, this can lead to acid reflux or acne, and this is due to excess heat that is in his body. And we'll take our final example of kappa. We'll take my friend Melody, for example. Melody, she is a sweetest friend, very dependable and reliable. Her physical structure, she tends to have rounder features, so nice round face, but big eyes, big eyebrows, more curvatures. And this is due to the earth and the water qualities that she has. This brings on more of the smooth curves that she has and the soft features. Now, her physiological functions, she tends to have a lower appetite, doesn't need to have as many meals of a day as let's say our pittas who have so much fire, and when she's out of balance, she tends to feel sluggish digestion and wants to take a little bit more naps than she needs. So I think we all have friends that hit each of these stereotypes, and we're kind of already thinking of them in our heads. And it's really interesting and funny to kind of define our friends in in these terms. Now, a full Ayurvedic exam goes a lot more into depth than just the physical structure, personalities, and physiological functions. There is an analysis of the pulse and the tongue, and a look at all of your daily habits and your routines. But just so we can kind of grasp our brains around what the doshas are for today, we'll keep it really concise. So what foods are best for our dosha? As an Ayurvedic practitioner, I probably get this question the most, and it's the hardest one to answer because there's so much behind it, but let's just start to grasp our brains around the application of what foods could be best for our doshas. So when we think of the five elements and which elements our body mainly has, you always want to involve the foods that have the opposite qualities in what you contain so that you can bring your body into complete harmony. So how do the elements relate to food? Well, we experience food through our sense of taste. And in Ayurveda, we have six tastes to bring our bodies into balance. Yes, there are six tastes. I was mind blown when I first read about this because I can only come up with two salty and sweet, which is so embedded in our culture. But we have six tastes and we will be exploring all of that in our next podcast. But just so that every dosha can walk away with something tangible and actionable by the end of the day, we are going to recommend one morning routine for each dosha. Now breakfast is one of the most important times for every dosha. So we'll be talking about a morning routine that each dosha can implement. We recommend that each dosha wakes up and has warm water. Now for our vatas and kaphas, add a quarter of a lemon squeezed into the water. And for pittas, add a quarter of a lime squeezed into the water. And the difference is the elements that the lime and the lemon contain. The lemon contains more of the fire element, which is going to be heating by nature, which is good for vatas, for their cold nature, as well as kaphas. And for pittas, since they already have the fire elements, limes is going to be more of a cooling quality to them that will help to stoke their digestive fire without elevating their pitta too much. It is a really simple routine that you can start implementing that actually has a lot of benefits. So for all doshas, it's really cleansing to the digestive tract because water can cleanse through in the morning before you start eating. And also, it has a nature to stoke the digestive fire to prepare it to have an appetite for breakfast. So go out and buy some organic lemons and limes and let us know how your tip goes. Now for our question and answer portion. So we'll receive these questions from our Instagram followers. Our first question, how is Ayurveda different from other lifestyle or diet programs? Well, Ayurveda specialized for your body and mind. Everyone has a unique makeup of the elements and their own dosha percentages, and even if you were to share the same exact dosha percentage as one person, your path towards optimal health is going to look really different. So, for example, let's take two vatas, and let's say they have the same dosha percentages. One Vata works a night shift at a restaurant and the other has just recently had a traumatic car accident. Both have the chief symptom of anxiety. Now, my recommendations for them are going to look completely different, even though they have the same combination of elements and there will be some similarities in their diet and their herbs, their lifestyles and their routines might look completely different. And that's because I'm understanding them on a deeper level, which is what I love about Ayurveda is that it doesn't just target and say, this is your herb, this is the food you should eat. It goes into creating optimal health and bringing everything to harmony on a deeper level. Our next question, how does one eat for one's dosha? Ah, see, I told you, I get this question all the time. Um, So again, let's just talk about the concept. Think about the main elements in your nature and then bring your body into balance with those opposite qualities and those opposite elements. And like I said, our next podcast is going to go really deep into this. Our next question, are there any foods that are great for all doshas? Yes. So we would call this tridoshic, and these foods tend to be a little bit more on the bland side, and that's because it has to be equal in all the elements so that it doesn't throw anything out of balance. But a staple in Ayurveda is khichari. It is a mix between basmati rice and mung beans, which is the easiest thing for your body to digest. So oftentimes there are Ayurvedic cleanses that involve just eating khichari and that's because it's good for all doshas. And a good spice combination that is my favorite is cumin, coriander, and fennel. So if you want to look up a nice kitchery recipe and put in those seasonings, that would be great for Tridoshik. Our next question. Are there any foods that are bad for all doshas? Well, yes. As you can imagine, All processed foods are going to be bad for all doshas. And that's because Ayurveda focuses on what foods are going to give us life, give us energy, sustain our prana. And that is avoiding processed foods that are fried, that have sugar and salt, so that we can actually experience what their true tastes are. Next question, how does food tie into overall health in Ayurveda? Great question. Okay, so there are three main causes of disease. One of them is misuse of the senses. So when I was talking about five sense therapy earlier, Ayurveda brings the body into balance with this therapy because we misuse our senses all the time. And one of the most misused senses is taste, of course, because we are a culture that um, just revolves around eating and it's, um, it's a great experience to share with your friends and your family. Our last question, how have Ayurvedic changes impacted your life or a client's life? Oh, wow, this is a great one. So it's pretty crazy how one simple change can really change a lot. Um, for example, the, the warm water with lemon or lime can really change a lot in your life if you start implementing it, I promise. I Talking about in this vein, I used to wake up and have hot water with lemon and apple cider vinegar. It was recommended to me, and I thought it was going to stoke my digestive fire in the morning and actually just cause a lot of acid reflux, as you can imagine. And I'm a pitta by nature, so it just revved up my fire too much. I was recommended then to start using lime water from my Ayurvedic practitioner, and I, it seemed so simple, but it alleviated all my acid reflux things. It was crazy. Now, as for my clients, I can go on for days about this, but uh, one client in particular really stood out to me, and it was a simple nighttime routine that I had suggested to her, and it completely took away her insomnia, and she had a full night's sleep, which was so great to hear that she was finally sleeping. All right, friends, thank you so much for listening. That is all the info that we have for today, but we have a lot of good stuff coming up. So for our next podcast, we'll be exploring the taste sense and determining the nature of our foods and which foods are best for our dosha. Yay. And the next podcast is going to be how to eat your food. There are actually 10 tenets of how to eat Ayurvedically. The next podcast will go into eating for the season, particularly summer. And then, our last podcast of the series, we're going to be talking about eating in alignment with our circadian rhythm. Now, Even going beyond our podcast, we have a lot of workshops and events coming up too, so stay tuned for those, but just some things to keep on your radar. We have a food guide for each dosha coming up in our newsletter. We have a string of culinary classes that we will be doing in Chicago in the month of July, and we are so excited for that, so please send us anything that you would like to include on those series, and we have a fall day retreat coming in September and a full weekend retreat in October, so we are stoked we would love to hear from you anything about this podcast anything about the workshops that you want to hear and info we'd love to hear it. have an awesome rest of your week team